Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? It's going pretty good, other than we made the mistake of playing another bullet hell game, which I yep. promised myself we were not going to do. It's true. And, uh, you know, just like it, the name implies, I, I felt like when playing this game, it was like opening the Ark of the Covenant. And like, you know, I it it's like, oh, yeah, no, I remember. I just put two stone tablets in here. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and it wasn't fine, man. It was not. It was not even a little bit fine. Nope. So we played U.N.Squadron, um, which... Uh, I don't know where the right place in the show to talk about this is. So like maybe we can just do it at the top, but when I think of the UN, I think of like a broad, you know, like representation of different cultures. Didn't this feel like a hyper Japanese take on American military might? Like I didn't it I don't know if they did that on purpose or if it was a coincidence, but it, it really felt like kind of a critique of like the American military just marching into places and <laughs> blowing stuff up. And blowing stuff up. Yeah. No, I you know, I didn't really think of it from that frame point. So okay, so something we should say is that this is one that I have nostalgic goggles for and you do not. Yes. In fact, not only had I never played this, I had literally never even heard of it. <laughs> and this is one that I, I played semi-extensively. So um uh, yeah, so so I it's hard for me to say that because basically my nostalgia goggles for this is just that this dramatically changed the way that of what I actually thought the UN was when I was a kid. <laughs> like I, I knew this game and then I started hearing about the UN, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, no, it's like a, a band of mercenaries that are brought together to destroy, you know, like evil mercenary, obviously. And then like, like people are like, do you want to, do you want to see the UN summit? I'm like, do I? <laughs> And then, you know, like you see like the, the 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 news coverage and you're like, oh, this is not this is not what it said on the tent. This does not this I'm imagining you showing up to the first model UN meeting when you were like a freshman in high school in like your your red baron scarf and like leather bomber jacket. <laughs> like I'm ready for the model UN and everybody else is in like their dad's borrowed suit. <laughs> and see that'd be the the simpsons rewrite of it I, I was picturing like the family guy rewrite of it of like it's showing the 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 high school model un and then just like i kool-aid man through the side like in a jet you know like all right let's do this thing guys <laughs> that's no. true it, I, a lot of early family guy really just was simpsons taking a step too far wasn't it yeah it was it was simpsons but supercharged <laughs> Um, yeah. So, and, and one thing that I did want to mention that is so, okay. Technic, like I put you and squadron on the list and I was like, Oh, let's play this. Cause I wanted to go back and play it. And I actually found out after, you know, playing it for a little bit is that I could make the argument. I technically never played this game mm. because <laughs> I played this game with game genie exclusively. Mm. And that my friend is a very different game. Yeah. Yeah. That that's like, uh, that's like going up to just expect to get 
picked for a major league team when they're like, wait, so you've only ever played T-ball? And you're like, well, they're the same. Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah. No, so like there were some things and mechanics where I was like, oh, oh, this is how that mechanic actually worked. Like I don't start off with a bajillion dollars and can't immediately buy the best thing in the game and then all of the weapons all of the time. Uh, no, I can like <laughs> manage my finances, you know? Yeah, so, like, like the UN. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, yeah, visuals. So I I don't know exactly how to explain this, but the graphics are really, really good when they're not being incredibly bland and, and boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the one of the things that made this like a super um like Japanese kind of game is that all of the characters are like very anime reminiscent. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I like anime. I love that art style, but it does stand out as like, Oh, this is, this is a Capcom game from, which is a Japanese publisher, well, developer and publisher. And that art style just immediately made me think like, Oh, a lot of this is going to be like Japanese centric, but it's actually all completely fabricated which was the smart thing to do they don't name any real countries they don't name any real like world leaders or anything stupid like that it's yeah but but seeing the the really like slick looking portraits and like the opening is like really cool there's like a little story blurb and like you see the jet flying and then there's the crazy uh like unicorn with hair on fire not i didn't i didn't really understand that but it was cool looking <laughs> <laughs> but, but then did, like did you not have one of those as a kid <laughs> Well, I was not in Model UN. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, basically, I, it's just a Rapidash. Oh my God! Actually, that's what it is. It's like it's a Rapidash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rapidash before Rapidash. Um, yeah. But then, like, you get into the levels, and the visuals are—they're not bad. They're just boring. It's just yeah. really boring. Like everything is clear and obvious, but just felt boring it was it's it's a really i've been thinking about this as long as we've been playing this game i really don't know how to communicate it they're just like they're like vanilla i I think that there's not a lot of high contrast is the issue you know um so like when you're when you're playing it like so for example first of all like all the different levels i do think they they each one does have a very distinct visual feel you know so, you know, like there's, you know, the, the, the desert level and then the cave level and then this, you know, like all that. So I think that that, that was pretty good. But that being said, all of them, um, you know, there's no high contrast. Like it, like the sand level, like like everything's yellow. And then, you know, like <laughs> like the cave level, like everything's brown, you know, and it's just kind of like, OK, all right. And like the, the jungle level, everything's like this washed out kind of green, you know, and but like. Like, for example, you know, in the jungle level, let's just say, right, there's like washed out green and then there's like the washed out green of the ships and all this sort of stuff. And there's no there's no like red, you know, which would be green's complement. Right. There's no red in the, the scenery. There's occasionally a red ship that flies across the, the screen and that's it, you know. So it does. It just doesn't make it pop, you know. And, yeah, and- it, it's almost too realistic in some ways, because like in the deserty levels, there's a lot of like brown and yellow tanks on the ground. And when they shoot at you, they still do the like blue and orange flashing pellet, which right. is, is thankful and incredibly welcome. But <laughs> but the 
the ships, like there were a couple times where it was just like, oh God, there's a tank right there, which is maybe the experience they wanted. Like that's not necessarily a mistake, but in a game where there's crap flying at you from every conceivable direction, it, it'd be kind of nice if they telegraphed it like a little bit more. Like I wouldn't have been super sad if I was like, oh, there is a tank. And then the tank shot at me instead of like, where on earth did that projectile come from? Oh, there's a tank. Yes, and this this is a little bit in the gameplay, but um, I think that knowing where the enemies are, it was a consistent like issue, you know. Like, and and I don't know whether they did this on purpose, but I can't tell you how many times where just a bad guy would sneakily get onto the screen somewhere, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden I would just be boned because I would just be in an area where you know like that was my only means of escape and i just didn't see the bad guy there you know and so now it's like well i'm apparently the best choice is to now slam my ship full force into this bad guy and survive somehow um but uh yeah yeah so i I definitely think that the visuals in in that regard were not great to go back to one of the things that you that you mentioned before though is uh um yeah i did like that you had like three different pilots to pick from you know, because there's there's Rogue One, uh, Top Gun, and Beardface, right? <laughs> For the rest of his life, Beardface regretted getting to the naming ceremony late. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and you shall be known as Top Gun. Woo! <sighs> Sorry, I'm like, damn it, Beardface. Just... <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's it's like the Goblet of Fire. Like once your name comes out of the cup, you have to have that name. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. who is that man? What, what are you doing here, Beardface? And it's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I really I really kind of enjoyed that. Um, and also, too, uh, you know, I enjoyed the visual that. So there were a bunch of like little things, little visuals and things like that. that I thought felt made unique. First of all, the pilot, which not only influences gameplay, but also, you know, you always have your little portrait at the top and like their, oh, oh, oh God, a damaged face is, you know, I'm hit. Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) hit. Teeth gritted, eyes clenched. Yeah, the everything's on fire until it's not on fire. But oh, God, Um, (laughs) like that uh, was nice. I liked um, that at the end of every stage when you beat it, it you were in the ship that you beat it in. Like when you go and do like your little dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah, you know, fl- fly into the screen. Yeah. Freeze the, the frame. Superman. Yeah. It's totally yeah. the Superman. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fly out and we get the camera, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought those visuals were, um, were pretty nice. Um, I felt that the, uh, so we normally cover this in like visuals. Um, I thought the hitbox was generous in some places. Like there were some times where I was like pretty sure that I got hit, but it wasn't, it was like that it like winged the very top of like my tail flare, you know? Mm, Yeah. And, and it didn't register that as a hit. And considering how hard I was swinging for the fences, sometimes I was like, (gasps) Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. That didn't hit me. That didn't hit me. Okay. So, so that, that was, I I thought that the hitbox was kind of, uh, you know, like a little because it's hard to have a hitbox for for these ships because it's it's not really a box. It's like a long rectangle, you know? Yeah, I, I assume the math probably defines multiple rectangles. So you have, mm. you know, you, you have like the body of the plane is like a long rectangle that's parallel to the ground. And then maybe for the tail, you have like a smaller one that's vertical 
that kind of defines. So it's like if a bullet enters into any of these coordinates that are defined by these multiple boxes, then it counts as a hit. And I, I could see them being a little generous on like, well, we don't really go to the very top of the tail of the plane because that's it's far enough up that you'd be getting hit there a lot and it'd be annoying. So technically it's a little bit shorter, like the nose cone, like there's a little tiny part in the front where you can get away with it. And I, you know, I, I expect developers to do that kind of thing because they want to make it more fun and empowering this, this game is very much about empowering the player. Just like in Gradius, you're some kind of freaky human murdering every alien that ever existed in the universe. <laughs> like this is about, murdering other humans on behalf of the UN. You know, it's not really clear. <laughs> well, it actually, okay. So there's, there. I, I, did, I didn't want to talk about this. There's a number of hints as to what's going on and all of it's disturbing. So, <laughs> so like, the, first of all, you know, at, at first I was just like, okay, well, we are some globally sanctioned thing, you know? The UN. That, the UN, yeah, and you know we're going in and you know killing bad guys, you know, like that's that's what we do. We're the hero. We're heroes, you see, you know. And well, but then so, wait, I I already have to contradict you because the map is a base and mm -hmm. and ships and planes and uh, like convoy trucks coming toward you. So to me, the implication is actually that you are defending a UN base, which makes even less sense, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But then, like, you go... But then there's their base as well, which you're, like, slowly working on. So I think it's just, like, like you're attacking them and they're attacking you. It's, you know, it's G.I. Joe okay. versus Cobra Commander and, like, you know... That, that's fair. <laughs> your, your red and blue lasers are meeting midfield. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's mutually secure destruction. Our, our miss missiles, like, cross each other in the air <laughs> and Terminator 2. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, the cake's a lie. So uh, you... <laughs> you yeah, so so so, but that's pretty much all the information that you get because this isn't like a. I wouldn't say this is a plot-driven game. I wouldn't say that that the the big bad is a story villain. I'd say he's really a mechanics villain. So yeah, but there is one point where you you pick it's it's the one of the sh flying ship bad guy stages where it says like these people are known as like the top dogs or whatever whatever whatever. Oh yes, them. yeah, and, and it's like they're mercenaries like us, and I was like. Huh? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> like we're wait, we're mercenaries and they're mercenaries like us. So it's like, wait, so is this is this all just gang wars? Like what? And so then you beat them, you know, with their three stealth bombers or whatever in one of the more frustrating levels because dude, this game is hard, dude. Um <laughs> And so you you beat them, and when you fly away, it's one of the ones where all of the characters say the same thing, which is, um, it was a struggle or something like that, but we had right on our side. I'm like, yeah, did we? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Has that been established? <laughs> Dude, by definition, mercenaries are supposed to be separate from that. Yeah, like, we're just whoever pays us, you know? So, I mean, Ugh. so I, I guess we're probably mercs for the UN, you know, so, so I, we're like BlackRock. Like, that's not good. <laughs> no, none of it's good. man. <laughs> so, yeah, it just kind of reframes like all of this in AK like, oh, God. You know, well, I, so I, I, I hate to do too much meta narrative, but 
there were a few lines that, because I suspect you not only got further when you were cheating as a kid, but <laughs> that you yep. probably got further this time because I was not, it's just super not my speed. But there's a few lines of dialogue that are delivered that I was like, eh, that feels like a bad translation and not really what they meant to say. So to kind of like tie back to visuals a little bit, like I really actually enjoyed like the sort of overworld map, I guess, like the in-between mm. stages. Um, because it's I, I've played a handful of, of bullet hell games, and most of them are just like shoot things and then yeah. stop shooting things when the game is over or you run out of lives. Like it's but this has like a little bit more structure to it. And part of the way that surfaces is the overworld map. Like you have some control over what level you go to next, but not ultimate control. Cause there's like your sphere of influence, like how far your, your plane can fly, um, right. which, which I thought was a clever mechanic and it's displayed in an interesting way visually. I mean, it's essentially a level select screen, but it's like communicated in an interesting way. And then um, the screen where you like select your plane and the, the weapon like the special weapon you're going to take mm -hmm. is like we'll we'll definitely talk about the mechanical part of that but the visual is really in service of you being like a mercenary who is not sanctioned by any world government <laughs> because it's like some old man like hunched over like a counter selling yep. you a plane and bombs yeah so th well, and that's like it's cool like it's a cool way to like select your tools instead of like the general or like the sergeant at arms being like you know ah what should we load into your plane corporal or so, i don't know i'm not a military person <laughs> but this, <laughs> but this like this is a specific choice like someone specifically chose to have like old man mechanic who does not appear to be affiliated with any sort of military organization selling nope. you m weapons of mass destruction <laughs> yeah and i mean like and and you know, not to, to dive into the actual mechanic of it, but like for as far as like the are what what are we doing? Are we mercenaries? Like the story element of it. It's like, well, so it does make it sound like, okay, man, you know, you you work for this mercenary loose band of mercenaries, right? And and so it's basically it's like, yeah, man, like you you get money by completing jobs, right? Um, and then you use that money to buy planes and materials for those planes which you use to go complete more jobs but all of that's like like there's your money you know it's not not the mercenaries money it's not the un's money it's you you your money you know yeah so that really makes you feel like you're kind of out for profit because i mean i was you know like i need that green son you know totally. one of that, that sweet 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 like like super airplane man i needed it so yeah and the i don't know the whole Oh God, no! We'll we'll get to all that, but like, it just, I I really did from like an aesthetic standpoint. I really appreciated, and and let's pretend for a minute that you are supposed to be a mercenary, and UN Squadron is like a terrible translation from like mercenary fighter in Japanese or something. So like, but like, because because all of the visuals really do support that storyline, right? So like, you you have your crazy dude with like an X carved into his forehead who's showing you on the level select screen like what missions you can take on with the plane you have available to you and then you have like the old man who like is an arms dealer I guess and he's like helping to outfit you like it's it's a nice change from just you know like here are five levels in a grid and you pick one from a static picture and here's um you know like the 10 weapons you can choose from in a list and you select the one you want like it was it was a little bit more, um, I guess, immersive. Uh, 
actually, now that I think about it, on the level select screen, they even went so far as to, like, the planes and uh, the convoys and things are, like, moving. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you are hovering over a convoy that you want to attack, you can only attack it when it's inside your your plane's range. Right. So it's like, it's actually, it's not even just like a level select screen. There's actually a tiny little mechanic happening there. Just like, I don't know. It just, it takes a very simple kind of like, you know, shoot until all the bad guys blow up and like makes it a little bit more immersive. So I did appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's a number of different mechanics, things that we can talk about, about the the level select screen. But um, as far as uh, visuals go, yeah, I thought that, you know, like you said, it was, it was a little bit more immersive. One of, <laughs> one of the visuals that I am just super, super bummed to admit to this, but, you know, <laughs> here we go, is literally for years and years and years since, since I was a kid, I thought that the number of lives you had was a little car, you know, so it was like number, <laughs> number of like vehicles, right? And I swear to God, I got about halfway through playing it this time. I was like, that is a helmet, sir. That is indeed a helmet, yes. <laughs> but I was like, that... Well, that took 20 years, you know, like that's so, not, not great. It's the not reason great. I know exactly what you're talking about is because, and I don't think that this is an accident. This is a Capcom game. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like a Capcom game. It sounds like a Capcom game, which we'll talk about. But the the little lives indicator is your pilot's helmet, which looks mm-hmm. startlingly similar to Mega Man's helmet, which is also how they communicated how many lives Mega Man had. True, true that. Yeah, yeah. because when you picked up a one-up in a Mega Man level, it was like his whole smiling, decapitated head. Yeah. But on the pause screen, it was just the outline of the helmet. Right. So, Well, in, is- in some games. In some it wasn't, in some it was. So this is way off topic, but do you, do you think that the reason why the extra lives were Mega Man's head was because, like, if your cranium got so damaged that you as a robot could no longer function, they would just take off one head and put on a new head? I don't see why not. Sweet. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, no, so, so yeah, just like it was one of those things where, and and I think that there's a thing, in, uh, just to keep straying from topic, but there's a thing in, I remember reading, basically it's like, there's the area of your brain. So like there's your eyes, which like see things there, but they're just the lens. And then there's the part of your brain that like technically your eyes are just a sensory receptor. Your brain is doing the seeing if we're going to get super pedantic. Well, no. And that's, that's the point though, is that there's a part of your brain that like processes and parses that information. And it like, so, and it's, it's interesting because I read an article on basically saying like that people can have brain damage in the part of their brain that like allows them to recognize what things are. And so then they become functionally blind because even though they can see everything, like their brain just can't make sense of any of it, you know? Um, and so, but, but, but the same th- thing is that once you see a thing, you can't like unsee it, you know? Like, oh, like, oh whole, yeah. like what, once your brain decided that that was a little car, that was yeah, it. It was like, that's a little car. That's a little car. And then all of a sudden, like, like it was like, hey, hey, man, it's, it's a helmet. And then like, I couldn't not, see the helmet like you know like i was like oh right come on come on dude you know like so uh so that was just a weird a cool little fun psych experiment for me for over 20 years yeah but, no if, if you ever want to mess with somebody uh surely you know the the trick uh you are now breathing manually which, oh yeah yeah like mm-hmm. pulls it out of your like spinal column and into your actual waking mind um, it's a super dick move. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's super is. Um, there's another slightly less frustrating one, but it just like 
messes with people to realize it if it's something they've never thought of. So whenever someone says like, ah, I trust my eyes, I, I believe it if I can see it. It's like, do you know that your nose is in your field of vision all the time and your brain is just ignoring it? And like, you can, cause I, I know I was this person, like when that was first presented to me that my eyes went wide and I was like, Oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> what? what else am I just completely ignoring in the world? Yeah. I mean, it, especially for you, you know, that your nose is definitely always in your field of vision. Oh, what, 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 that's, what? That's good. No, no, I just, <laughs> I just feel bad because you have those long, luscious bangs in your eyes all the I time. Do. Yeah. Oh, man. Glowing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love putting that, the top down in the car and feeling the wind in my arms. <laughs> um, Anyways, I thought, okay, so back to <laughs> visuals. <laughs> um, no, no, that, that's a good transition. So, so transitioning away from my beautiful visual locks, you know, like back to the visuals of the game. Um, I actually thought that, uh, so visuals in service of gameplay. Um, I thought that most of the visuals in service of gameplay were good. There were definitely some mechanics Based choices that I hated, but the visuals in in general I thought were good. Especially one of them was a uh, whenever you hit like a boss bad guy, it does the flash white to mm -hmm. let you know that you're like successfully hitting them. Like especially for ones where they have that the sweet spot, like the weird tank that is on top of the ceiling in. Not sure I no. got to that level. I, there's oh. the there's the weird desert tank that you can only shoot in the like missile launcher. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I mean it, no. This was not that. This is this is a little bit later. Um, this is a different is, weird tank. It's yeah yeah no. This is this is where I hit my my skill wall. I I actually hit a strong skill wall at the the USS Minx the battleship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I slammed hard into that wall so many times. And I was just like, I was like, no, no, not like this, man. I'm getting more than four <laughs> stages into this. And then rage quit at stage six. But um, <laughs> but I got past stage four. Uh, anyways, but no, it's it's literally a so imagine like a tank, but on the ceiling. C ceiling tank does what yes. it says on the tin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a ceiling tank, but it has a sweet spot that is guarded by two vertical columns that you can't shoot past. So you have to get underneath it and specifically use a weapon that shoots up. Mm. Or or there's a very, very small space that you can kind of get in and shoot directly at it. But I, I don't want to meet the player that's that skill. That's what I used to do <laughs> when I was cheating and had just infinite life. Right. But, but uh, and then while that's happening... Um, there's a conveyor belt of bullshit that just kind of like brings, you know, rockets and stuff underneath you to shoot at you from below while it shoots fire at you from above. And when you go in, you start shooting at that thing. It's not flashing white. And then you see the little, you know, blue pod and you're like, oh, I'll shoot that. And then the whole thing like lights up like Christmas and you're like, oh, OK, so now now I'm dealing at damage. So I was never unsure whether or not I was dealing a bad guy damage because they would the whole thing would flash white. And even though that's definitely a very video gamey thing, I think it was very necessary. Yeah, and they kind of do the reverse for the player character, which is uh one of the big differences between this and a lot of other uh bullet hell games is you can take more than one hit. Sort mm -hmm. of because 
if you get hit twice in quick succession, you die. But if you get hit and then recover, you have like a life bar, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which is another place I'm fairly confident the translations are bad because it says extinct, mm, which yeah, doesn't extinguished. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like that's what they were going for there. But you get hit and your your little life bar goes all the way down and flashes red and says danger. And then right. if you don't take damage again for I don't know two or three seconds, it's not terribly long. But I mean, a bullet hell game, it's an eternity. But yes. It, so then it, it goes back up, but it doesn't go all the way back up. It goes down like a, a pip or two. Right. And it, it's very clear as the player, like, oh, I took damage, but I'm not dead. And depending on what just hit me, I know about how many more times I could get hit like that again before I die. Right. And this is definitely, you know, mechanics territory. But like, I liked that. Yeah, there, there's a little visual bar. Um, and also that, so, you know, when you are in that danger, when you're in the danger zone, um, you know. <laughs> piece of garbage, <laughs> how did that take, you even said Top Gun earlier, like, how is that not right on the forefront of my mind? That was so obviously coming. <laughs> I, to be fair, to be fair, I thought of it like, like what I was going to say danger mode. And then my brain said, what, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you have this one and only chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, when you're, when you're in the danger zone uh, and, and you're, the entire ship is like flashing red and clearly ablaze, you know, so there's no questioning whether or not you're in that you know that that mode where it's like if i take another hit right now i'm i'm going down <laughs> and uh uh and i like that when you're out of health you know that it just puts you in that mode all the time you know because like why not right because so that way it's like i know that i don't have to look down at my life bar to know when i'm like really close to being completely boned you know yeah. Basically, it's just it, it, the, the moral of the story is, you know, aside from managing your health, if you're not if your ship isn't doing the flashing on fire thing, then you can be hit again. Right. And if it's not, then you can't. And if it is, then you can't, you know, so yeah. that, I thought that was actually kind of elegant the way that they they handled handled all that. And, and thank God you could take more than one hit because. <sighs> Oh man, dude, this game this game's so hard, dude. It's just just bullet, bullet uh, hell games in general. I think like you and I have established like this is not our not our game, no. not our not our style of game. But I honestly don't think I've ever played another one where you could take more than one hit. So like the fact that they not only allow you to take more than one hit, but were thoughtful about how they communicate that information visually, and there's like a little alarm siren that goes off. Like that's. That's incredibly welcome because yeah. just being able to take like three, four or five hits and not knowing like how many hits you have left, like how, how long until the ship crashes and burns would actually almost be more frustrating because yes. you, you would feel like you were on edge constantly. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah. And, and I can't wait to get into the mechanics of that because I have very strong feelings. Yeah. Well, then, um, the, yeah, let, let's talk about the sound. Um, okay. Cause the, the I, I hated it. I hated I hated the music in this game, dude. I hated it so much. I just, you God, like I just that hated it. Sax, man? Come on, you know? So here's gone for days. Uh, so here's here's my gripe. So it's not that the melodies aren't good and it's very Capcom y music, which mm -hmm. 
like th- this was another thing that made me like super positive this was a Capcom game because it's like it some of the songs just sound ripped straight out of Mega Man. Like there's very Mega Man-y, Street Fighter-y kind of melodies, and that's fine. That's that's not a thing I'm complaining about. The instrumentation that they use to deliver the music is grating and <laughs> like overly saturated, and just everything just sounds horrible. Like it's like listening to a symphony on like like if you had like those old uh, foam Walkman headphones and you just laid them down on a table and turned the Walkman all the way up so that you like, if you don't have speakers, but you could just sit like a few feet away. Like, uh, I yeah, just, I, I don't, I it's just grating. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting. Cause this is definitely where, you know, like my ideas, my troglodyte ideas <laughs> are, you know, like kind of again, a liability because I did, take notes on the music but as far as like sound quality that's just something that i don't i I would like now you're mentioning i'm like yeah yeah no that's true but i didn't it didn't really impact me that bad but that's just because like i said it's just that's not something i would notice well chocolate ideas and nostalgia earmuffs right like you're right you're remembering it the way you enjoyed it as a kid whereas i'm hearing it for the first time and i'm like this is crap yeah this this, (laughs) is terrible sound quality my god um but uh but what i did i guess not not like, but notice is when I heard the sound again, like the the, the music style, you know, um, and realized like, you know, the visual styles, I, I was just like, all of this is, it's all late 80s action flick. Like this is, that is just, that is what they're selling you, man. You know, it's all late 80s action flick. I mean, I was just kind of like, man, you know, like I just expected at one point one of the ga- the characters to say, I'm too old for this. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of Beardface's lines, you know? Yep. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it all feels um, kind of schmaltzy, action flicky, which is not, it's not really a critique. Like I strongly suspect that's exactly what they were trying to accomplish. So like, yeah you know, t- target hit, you know, <laughs> m- mission accomplished, do a barrel oh, yeah. roll and fly back to base. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> With uh, camera. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really disagreeing with the, the musical choices they made. The melodies are actually fairly pleasant and not to like, I, I feel bad, like continually comparing this to Gradius, but one of the things I specifically remember when we played Gradius was like, oh, you can hear the music at the beginning of the stage, and then it is just bullet noises for three minutes. Whereas in this game, the audio is actually balanced in such a way that you can hear the music the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. whoever wrote this music was was happy with it and wanted the player to be able to hear it. So even though you can hear the bullet noises and the exploding noises and the, the special bomb noises and things, like, you can pretty much always hear the songs and the melodies and kind of, you know, tap your toes if you can get past the chalkboard sounds. <laughs> but it, it's maybe that's part of what made it so grating is that I, I didn't personally like the instrumentation choice and you can't tune it out. Like you are always aware that the music is happening. Right. And that's and that's and that's an interesting point. I think that it's kind of like, you know, it's a. Uh, it's 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 what is it it's uh dumb rick i mean tall morty you know like <laughs> yes it's, tall it's, morty yeah it's that you know where it's just it's 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 a rick and you know like it's fine you know but it's not it's not really a great rick you know so it's like the music in and of itself you know like the the you know the style is in service to like the theme that they were trying to do you know and 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 all that fun stuff um and and even the um not 
from like a mechanic standpoint, you know, like the lone soldier against the world, like that's very 80s, you know, oh, like yeah. yeah, very Rambo. Yeah, yeah, it's Rambo, but you know, in in an airplane. Um, yeah, so I mean, like all of that was in service to that, but you know, then eventually they just kind of they they then put it through like this terrible, awful filter, and you're like, oh god, oh my god, <laughs> well, this is so terrible. <laughs> Well, in the, I mean, I noticed a few places where, for whatever reason, the instrumentation choice was suddenly, like, not horrible. So, like, when you finish a mission, it's uh, during, you know, the wink to camera moment, it's mm-hmm. like, and then right at the end of that little melodic part, which sounds like they chose, like, a horn instrument. It's supposed to be, like, French horn or trumpet or something. But it's, you know, it's a crappy chip tune, like turn up to 11 kind of thing. But then after that, there's a very gentle, like, to like end that melody. And I was like, why didn't you make it all sound like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> that would have been, that would have been nice. Yeah. That, that last part didn't make me feel like my ears were bleeding hardly at all. Like, you could have, <laughs> you could have made similar choices the entire time. Um, the, the one other thing that, that I note I have for, for sound is that I did like, um, the explodey sound effects, you know? Mm, I don't know why. Like, for me, both the visual and the sound for blowing up enemies just felt really satisfying, you know? Um, Especially if you got the ship that fired both straight forward and down at an angle, right? Mm. Um, Because then you could be, like, hitting, like, two or three of them at the same time and then, like, use your special and, like, like you feel like all the stuff's blowing up and you're like, yeah, people are dying. I mean... uh, (laughs) Unmanned drones are being destroyed, you know, or wh- whatever. But, you know, like... T- targets are being destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, <laughs> the things that are in my way are being destroyed. <laughs> it's a, nothing personal. You're between me and my paycheck. <laughs> You're between me and a vague concept of something that I'm stopping but more importantly, my paycheck. Like, I need that money. And, and so I, d- I didn't get the, the double shooty gun, which, God, I wanted it, dude. I wanted it so much because there's a few stages shit. where they're like, what if all of the enemies were on the ground? Yep. But and so so the, does the double shooty gun affect that sound effect at all? Like, is there double shooty noise or is it just double shooty visual? Just dub- double shooty visual. Okay. And- <laughs> which is, is what I expect. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, there's and that and and do you, do you have any more notes on sound because this leads us into gameplay yeah just the the one other thing is the the one other place i was very aware of good music and bad music in the same like musical piece is the boss music so when you get to the end mm-hmm. of a stage that has a boss fight which is most of them it's it does a little um, like baseline is like and I was like, oh yeah, boss fight starting and then wah, 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 and I was like <laughs> and the, the thing is like I'm already I'm already tense because I'm not good at this this game in particular or this genre of games at all. And it's like, okay, like the, the baseline's coming, like I gotta get geared up and then <laughs> it's like it's it's very it's it was annoying me enough that it was like a little immersion shattering, like a little mm. distracting and a little bit me just being like, I don't want to kill this boss. Cause I want to get to the end of the level. I don't want to kill this boss because I want to get my paycheck and buy a better plane. I just, 
I want to kill whoever is making me hear this music. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like it's it, so the boss music. They've actually just got huge speakers like on the giant thing where they're just blaring this music, and your pilot just like flashes red with anger, and it's like, nah, kill them all. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I I can imagine them screaming into my radio like. That's not the target. And I've just like completely lost my association <laughs> with reality. And I'm like, no, I just have to make it stop. No, pull up. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Going in swinging. Um, <laughs> and so speaking of not pulling up, um, so uh, the convoys, right? Um, first of all, mechanically, I like the convoys because for a couple reasons. One is that they're – they're they're generous enough with the number of them that so you, you mean the convoy levels? Yeah, the convoy levels. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the convoy levels themselves are they're generous enough with them, and each one's worth about twenty five k, right? So that's like enough to kind of like if you wanted to grind them, you could, and especially if you're getting close to you know the next ship that you want, right? Um, and also it's good in case you're just getting your butt handed to you and you can't get through a level that we have money to you know buy supplies you know um but that being said i realized earlier on that um you know so so basically they're 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 just for money right so uh any money that you spend on the level means is that that's cutting into your profit margin right just straight up yes but i think there's a weird glitch you can exploit here but go on well, basically, what my what I decided to do was not buy any items, and then just basically go in, hang tight to the bottom of the floor, and just pour bullets into them while I also flew my ship directly into them, and like I'd take damage, but then I'd just pull up like right after I took damage, and it did that over and over again until I destroyed them. And uh, if you had the fourth or fifth power level of gun you could do that like because you could kill them in like two passes which would not be enough to destroy your ship so or we ship spaceship plane so, <laughs> so like you, that was actually a completely viable strategy right which i mean there's an argument that that's like some military strategy like i will take some damage but they will be destroyed yeah i, I will take some damage in service to my thing but uh but yeah no the the um the ship that fires both forward and down, it's the third to last one. So it's 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 yeah. on the top right. Um, that ship was 100% necessary. If you did not get that ship, then I could definitely see why you would have struggled at some of the levels because, um, yeah, it, it, and, and, and so to kind of, you know, beat on the game a little bit, I, I really feel like they should have done a better job saying like, hey, the... Get, get this ship like you know like <laughs> well because like, it's it's two rows of ships or god damn it planes yeah. <laughs> it's, it's two rows crafts it's two rows of 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 wright brothers aircrafts and it's not really other than the price yes there isn't any kind of indicator that one is better than the other they're different and it's explained to you like this one does this this one's good at that but it's it, nowhere is it really explicit, like why you would want one over the other for like a certain kind of level. You kind of have to like spend money and then see how it f flies, and then decide where you would use it. And it's 
I don't know, man. Like, I can't just blow up convoys all day. Like, give me better information. <laughs> like, don't right. don't make me buy this ship sight unseen. Like, explain ship plane <laughs> sight unseen. <laughs> explain to me, like, you know, this one fires straight and down. You know, this one because some of the descriptions are clear. Like, this one can hold extra weapons, and I was like, oh, that one can hold extra weapons. This one is good for frontal assaults. That's a little vaguer. I don't really understand that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely because, uh, you know, like you said, aside, aside from cost, you don't know which ship is the best one. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, so on my first playthrough, I played through as Beardface, and I got um, the this, this second to last ship, the $500,000 one, you mm, know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, this isn't, this isn't the Cadillac, you know, but it's, it, but it's, it's, it's pretty good, you know? And I bought it. And then after I bought it, I saw the weapon loadout that you could have with it. And I was like, none of this is going to help me in what I'm about to attempt to do because I was about to fight the USS Minx. And oh my God, dude, the USS Minx, dude, that battleship, dude. Oh my God. I, I, <laughs> I just, I spent, I timed it. I spent about two and a half hours just on that level. Jeez. Getting more and more and more frustrated because no, because I was just kind of like, no, first of all, I did this to us. So <laughs> this, was like, this was like my, what is it like where we're in, where they like hit themselves on the back. Self-flagellation. Yeah, that, it was that. Um, so I was like, no, no, you, you deserve this. Um, but no, so like I was finding that one. So it's, I knew there was predominantly like a, you know, it's, it's a ship, right? You know, so I gotta, I gotta go. It, this one's actually a ship. <laughs> yeah. Like a Navy ship. <laughs> yeah. A Naval vessel. Um, and so, you know, like I knew that, that I was like, okay, I need stuff to fire us down. And, and so I, I was like, I've got $500,000. I have saved up. Let us do this thing. And I bought it. And I was like, all this stuff fires up. All of this is about engaging with like aerial vessels, not with this. Oh God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's not at any point communicated to you that like, oh, you bought a different plane. <laughs> it has different special weapons as an option. Like that's not communicated anywhere in the UI until you've handed over hundreds of thousands of dollars to Jim, the old mercenary <laughs> arms dealer. Like <laughs> I mean, Jim, Jim, Jim ain't no dummy. Like he, he knows what's up. He knows that you wouldn't have <laughs> dropped 500 grand on that ship. If, uh, if you had known exactly what was going on. I mean, just imagine like your, your character like hands over the, you know, briefcase full of laundered money and is like, <laughs> like running his hand, like down the side of the fuselage. And he's like, ah, this baby's going to kill a lot of, I don't know, enemy guys. And Jim is just walking away with the briefcase, and he's like, that one only fires up. See you later. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. You're like, what? Yeah, I mean, like, and any of that could have been easier if, if like, you know, e even if it just gave you a preview screen of what your allowed weapon loadout was, that would have... Yeah, that would have given you enough, at least more information. And to be fair, like if I saw one where it was like, all this thing does is have like upward firing weapons and forward firing weapons, I'd be like, oh, this is clearly for engaging top, com top combat. Whereas like the one that fires forward and down at an angle, um, uh, this entire loadout is based on like ground weapons. It's like napalm bombs and the the weird thing that chugs along the ground, which is stupid. Um <laughs> 
It's dumb. I don't like it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like, you know, that that could have been telegraphed better. Also, what I thought could have been telegraphed better is, so one of the things I liked is that each of the pilots does change gameplay, right? Yes. So that I liked because it's kind of a way to be like, oh, you know, just try a little, try a little something different, you know, like, we'll just, just do this thing. But they're really vague with what exactly the mechanical difference is. And that was because like, like beard faces, it's like, oh yeah, he's really good at, he's like super survivable. You yeah, know, he, like, he can fly a plane no matter how damaged it is, which to me red as can take the most damage. And so I selected him. I turned, <laughs> I turned back just briefly on my second sit down to play as like beautiful luscious locks guy who I think could like hold twice as many weapons or something. Yeah. And, top gun. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I played as him and I don't know if I was just playing worse or if the amount of damage he can take is that dramatically different, but I was dying and throwing my life away. Like <laughs> just like, like completely, I don't want to be on this planet anymore. Just like death after death after death. And then I just reset the game and was like, okay, beard phase it is. Like I didn't even try the other guy. Didn't even try. So, this is my understanding of what each one does is Beardface recovers faster. So I don't think that he has more life. I, I think that the amount of time it takes for him to like go from flashing, you know, on fire to not on fire <laughs> is dramatically shorter. Yeah. Which, um, which I mean, matters a lot. Yes. Yes, it does. Because I, I and, and I'll get to it here in a second, but I have very, <laughs> very strong feelings about that mechanic. Um, and uh, so, and then um, Rogue One uh, girl, she, uh, her thing is that I think all of the bullet power ups you get to increase your standard weapon are more potent, you know? Oh, so, okay. So she levels that up faster, you know? And then Top Gun, his thing is just like you said, he carries more special items, you know? So depending on your play style, you know, which was because I, <clears throat> Played through the first time as Beardface, and then the second time as Rogue One. And as I was playing through as Rogue, Rogue One, I realized I was like, nah, I should have played through as Top Gun because, uh, <laughs> because the, the the ship that fires both forward and down at an angle only levels the gun up to level three, not mm. any higher. So I capped him out like immediately, and I was just kind of like, oh god, this is. And then just like everything in my brain was like, dude, it's wasted skill, man, wasted skill. Look at that. <laughs> This is not maximized. This is not an efficient process. You have screwed up. And I'm just kind of like, just shut up, shut up, shut up. It's game. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the the double hit mechanic thoughts. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, being able to get hit more than once is just incredibly welcome when you suck. So, so <laughs> I mean, like, suck? yeah, just, just right off the bat, the like, I think I actually started to lax my grip on the controller when I got hit the first time because I was expecting to die. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm still alive. So that, that was that was pretty welcome. And then I kind of was hyper-focused on, like, how many times can I get hit? What indicates when I can get hit again? Like, it, it because my expectation was completely dashed, it drew my attention tremendously like hyper focus on that the the damage meter that part of the screen what you know what's the flashing what noise is happening so like i i liked that because my my the mechanic is contrary to my expectations and then communicated 
clearly-ish, like pretty pretty clearly. I mean, you have to die a couple times to get it all figured out, but you you can figure right. it out. Um, the the way that the thing like goes down and you take damage and you're in the flashy and if you get hit again while you're in the flashy that actually took me a minute to figure out because mm. most of the times that I got hit multiple times in quick succession there was a ton of crap on the screen mm. so it was not immediately obvious to me that I got hit twice because it would have been just as believable that I'd been hit like seven times and lost all of my <laughs> like lost all of my pips so I was like well how many times can I get hit? And then eventually I, I kind of sussed it out and I was like, okay, I understand this. Um, many, many clones of Beardface were lost in, <laughs> in, the, in the process of divining that knowledge. But I was like, okay. okay. And, and then overall, I really liked, I frankly, I just liked that I could take more than one hit. Like they, they could have dressed it up in any horse in the mouth, man. Yeah, like, they, you were just, <laughs> they could have dressed it up in any stupid way they want. Like they could have had Yancha keep popping on the screen and be like, they blew up the cargo robot. Like I, <laughs> I would, whatever explanation they had to tell themselves to let me get hit more than once and not have to start the level over. I was fine with. Yeah. So, um, so at first, like, so having played the game before, I was like, oh, right, you know, I remember this. I I vaguely remember the mechanic because, again, I was playing on God mode most of the time, you know. <laughs> like, so uh, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I remember this. And, and, I, and I have a note that says, you know, like, oh, first of all, this is kind of like the precursor to the way that, like, first-person shooters, most of them work today, which is you don't have a life bar at all. You just if you take a lot of damage in quick succession, then you just die, you yeah. know? Yeah. The, so like, the screen goes gray. The edges go red. That kind of like, right. You're getting, you're getting your ass handed to you kind of method of communicating information. Exactly. Which is an interesting game mechanic. Cause the idea then is that it's easier for the developers to plan around that because then they know. And again, this is an amalgam of it, but like for, for modern games, the reason why they like that is because they know in pretty much any encounter, you're going in at the equivalent of 100% health, you know? So whereas like for Doom, for example, you know, like the situation was way different if you were walking into it at 15% health versus like 85, you know? Yeah. Um. So I thought that this, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a, a little hint to like them trying that type of mechanic because this is one of, if not, the earliest use that I can think of where it has that kind of mechanic. So I was like, all right, no, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And then, um, and then I started fighting the, uh, the battleship <laughs> and, uh, I did not like it anymore at all. I was very, very upset about it a couple of times <laughs> because, because the thing, <laughs> the thing that I don't like, and I think that it's, it's because it's, it's coupled with the fact that there's no save points. There's no midpoint checks. There's no, you got to the boss and you can start over at the boss. Every time you die on a level, you you go back to the level select screen, right? Yes, but it is a very small concession. All of the levels are very short. They are, which is, which is nice because there's one level... I think the last two levels, realistically, I mean, because, you know, you can play some of them out of order, but the last level and the level before that are, in my opinion, too long for this mechanic because sure. I get frustrated. But, and, you know, the Battleship one is just, oh God, I hate that. I hate that level so much. I even hated it as a kid. Like, I remember that. Like, oh, and that made me rem remember that 
what my equivalent of asking my older brother to beat something for me was, it was asking my dad to do it for me. <laughs> Cause that was, that was the one where I'd be like, you gotta, I can't like, if I was playing without game genie, I was just kind of like, you gotta, you gotta do this for me. Um, but all this is true. Oh, oh, so, um, so yeah. So, you know, like the first time I got to like the, 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 the USS Minx, I was like, oh yeah. You know, like I, I, I was like all beat up. I was like, no, I can do this. And, and I died. And then like seven iterations later, I'm like getting to the point now where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I got there and I had like either full health or it only been hit once, you know? And, and you know, I could do my first pass. And I'd like take no damage. I was like, oh yeah. And then I'd like blow up a couple things. I'm like, oh man, I'm so much. I'm so close. I'm so close. And then I could hit it. I'd be like, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you know, like just I was so mad because I was playing perfectly. And then I just screwed up twice, which is way fewer times than I had screwed up every other time playing it. But just because those two screw ups happened to have happened in quick succession, nothing else mattered. And I was just and 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 so that in and of itself, I was just kind of like, maybe I should rethink my opinion on this particular mechanic. And then the seventh time that happened to me fighting that stupid battle station, I was like, this is dumb and I hate it and I hate everyone. And why 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 have all the decisions I've made in my life led me to this moment? <laughs> so so th this makes me wonder, because I did fight that boss a few times and super never beat it. Um, <laughs> but I I wonder if part of the problem with that boss is that the way it shoots or attacks or fires is you are more likely to get hit twice back to back than you are at other places in the game, which makes that boss feel disproportionately harder because I, if, if other bosses and other enemies are not as likely to hit you twice close together, then you're going to start to develop a playstyle around surviving long enough to not get hit twice within let's say three seconds but if this right. boss is very likely to hit you twice within three seconds then like like everything i've learned it's <laughs> it's not working he's just he's just wrecking me <laughs> yeah no i mean very, very possibly um uh i mean the ship is piloted by satan so you know, anything's possible. I will say, and this is another mechanical is, thing. Could, I they, could they really only find mercenaries to fight Satan? Like nobody volunteered for that. Uh, that actually sounds unfortunately more accurate. <laughs> than I like to think where it's like, hey man. I mean, to be fair, somebody came up to me. He's like, hey man, you know, like like there's there's a guy who's being being kind of a jerk. You want to you want to go stand up to him? I'm like, yeah. It's like it's Satan. Nah, nah, I'm good. You know, like I uh, no, but I mean, if you were, I could imagine like a lot of super religious people, yeah, going going on a, a crusade. <laughs> that's true. I mean, hey, you know, maybe maybe beard face like that's like his thing, you know. But uh, yeah, Un underneath his beard is a little crucifix. Yeah, yeah. You see, you know, like like they they've got histories. They're 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 not just giant vats of clones of beard face that we've just thrown at the problem to make it go away. He's a Templar. They actually all are different guys they just have the same clothes and beard on and the same like propensity to eat too much cake so <laughs> so really like every time you lose a life like that pilot is dead but then there's just a thousand other identical looking dudes <laughs> no anyways so uh no this is true um yeah so okay there were a number of times in this game where i felt that i was put into unfair situations um where basically the especially and I don't know if you got this far. How far did you get? 
Oh, I couldn't say. And I don't mean... <laughs> here, here's what I mean by that. Um, not far, but more importantly, <laughs> I, I was I was trying to suss out the money mechanic. So, okay, mm. can, I, can I take a quick tangent here? Sure. Okay, so <laughs> I die a lot, right? Like a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and poor Beard Face. I, I re, well, poor all of Beard Face's identical looking friends. So, yeah, right? <laughs> so the, the, well, which would be worse? You and all of your friends dying or knowing that you're in this like purgatory where you just die over and over? Um, I don't same, know. I think same I, amount I'm of sure. suffering, but spread across more people. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I think it would be really unnerving to like be in a, an area with a whole bunch of people that looked very similar to me, and one by one we just stopped coming back. You know, like that—that's yeah. a horror movie right there. Yeah, I mean, so you don't want to be in the military on the losing side of a war, essentially. Pretty much. I mean, you you just described a bunch of young men in uniform, like, and and every day, if fewer of them come back to the mess hall, like, oh god, dark, um, <laughs> really dark. <laughs> um, so the the thing that I noticed because I was dying so frequently is I was on the level select screen in like pretty short order, and <laughs> I was like, oh, if I die midway through a level, I still make money, which means mm. I can like buy better planes and maybe load out more weapons if I want to. Okay. So there is actually an advantage to just beating my head against this wall until I break through to the other side of the wall. And then eventually I died enough times that I hit the continue screen and I was just like mashing, uh, a, I guess to go through or yeah, just matching a to go through. And then like, it takes me back to the level select screen and I have all my money. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So this game is like really not my thing, but I could actually maybe just overcome it with like raw, like force of will. <laughs> and so then that goes on for a while. And as is often the case, you know, Sue's behind me reading a book and I, I, I get to the continue screen again and I just like mash a to continue. And then I get to the continue screen again. And I was like, wait, that thing I thought was a countdown timer is in fact my number of remaining continues. It's a different kind of countdown timer. Yeah. And then I ran out of all of my lives and all of my continues and you it just goes to the opening cinematic and I was like how much hope am I willing to throw down this well? And I, I, <laughs> I press start and I go to the level select screen and I have the starting amount of money. And I was like, there it is. That is the limit of my ability. <laughs> like I can get better at this game, but like that's, that's how many lives and can, that's how generous they're willing to be with me. And right. I think it's incredibly generous that if you only make it, if you shoot one plane in a level and then die, you still make a little bit of money. So yes. the, the fact that they let that money not only persist beyond death, but then beyond continues is incredibly generous. But yes. then the fact that you have a limited number of continues means they're they're like, yeah, listen, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm willing to put you through college, but you can't live in my basement for the rest of your life. <laughs> Yeah, no, eventually they were like, look, look, we want you to have fun. We want this to be about empowerment. We're not going to let you clog their rivers with your dead. Like, just, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Th that that was the, the reason I say that that mechanic made it hard for me to tell you exactly how far I got is because 
while I was still under the impression that I had an unlimited <laughs> army of beard face clones to clog their rivers with, I was very flippant about which level I was choosing because I was trying mm. to find a level I could beat. So I was right. just like, instead of focusing on one, learning the patterns of that level and then eventually overcoming it and then going to the next one, I was like bouncing back and forth. Mm. And then there's another weird mechanic in this game that I'll get to. But now that I've had my crazy tangent, you say words. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's one, there's one of the levels. Um, so basically, if I remember correctly, there's the first level like you've got to play that one yeah then they give you like a set of three and then there's like planes and and submarines and convoys and yeah Yeah. um and then there's a set of two and then the final one right so it's it's one of the final set of two um where basically you're okay so you're flying through a cave because that's a great idea yeah Um, i mean (laughs) We have these planes, and there's a cave over there. It <laughs> seems like a match made in heaven. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, so, yeah, so you, you're, you're flying through the cave, and there's a point where you're actually flying through, and they kind of basically put you in lanes, you know? Mm. And then bad guys will appear behind you and shoot at you while, like, other stuff is, like, shooting. And it's really – it's possible, but it's – um, it's very incredibly difficult, if not near impossible, to get out of the way effectively, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, there were times where basically I would be like, I made every decision that I made. I don't feel like I made a wrong one. Like, I don't think I made a bad call, but I am now in an impossible situation where just, like, like I have no avenue of an out. And that I felt was a little frustrating. I mean, I just, especially, you know, when you're, going to the boss and you're like, I know I need like every resource at my disposal and you get hit and you're like, all right, well, let's just, <laughs> let's just, just try anyways. And then, you know, you get to the boss and you're like, hey, actually I'm doing pretty good. Uh oh, <laughs> you just get hit twice in a row and then you die. Um, yeah. So the game's, <laughs> the game is just so, cause I mean, you play it on easy mode, right? Oh God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, I mean, let's get that right out. Cause I, <laughs> cause you know, we're both, prone to just being like let's jump into this game and like not even looking at the option. very first thing i did was like options easy mode and i actually hammered back to make sure there wasn't like a very easy mode agreed <laughs> same z's <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's just make let's, let's let's see how well this <laughs> how far down this wall goes um but uh yeah no i mean the game's just so hard it is way harder than i would have anticipated I mean, because even like like so to compare to to gradius right you know like gradius was was hard but you know i could always get like decently far in it you know and not feel like i was like beating my head against the wall but dude this game just man it's, it's hard dude um well i mean they definitely made different design choices based on the fact that you can get hit more than once because there's a couple places where Enemies flew around me in a way that seemed um, like 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 what you would see at like an air show, mm-hmm. like where stunt pilots are flying, where a, a ring of enemies or, you know, like a line of them would fly around me in a ring from the right side of the screen. And then like an opposing direction ring would start from the back side of the screen it's like yes. it's like oh so I had my one opportunity to interrupt this and if I didn't there are now literally projectiles coming at me from all there's nothing I can do 
like the space between each of the individual projectiles is too small for me to weave in between them. So the fact that I've allowed this to happen at all means I am now completely dead. Like no pacifism. You must be violent, which I mean, it's it's (laughs) fine. But the fact that you can get hit more than once kind of affords that sort of a situation. Whereas I don't think a game like Gradius would allow the enemies to move in that configuration because you would you would always be boned. Like you would have to know yeah. that they were going to do that and prevent it as opposed to reacting to something for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I did, uh, one of the mechanics I really did enjoy that we we've touched on a couple of times, which is I, I like the kind of mild RPG elements, you know, like the, the ability to pick your, like upgrade, pick your ship, you know, change your loadout, you know, cause like, you know, you could just go through and like buy all of the weapons every time, but then that's lowering your profit margin for the assignment, which is something that like a mercenary would care about, you know? So, so it, it does a great job setting up player objectives against like the game mechanics. Cause like the idea is like you, you want, you want to be as just powerful enough to complete the mission, you know? So there would be times where I'd be like, I'm going to buy this weapon. And then I would buy it, go through, die and be like, you know, I didn't really use that. So I'm not going to buy it again, you know? Right. And like, there's the one item, the mega crush, you know, <laughs> that like, like just clears everything on the screen, but it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. So, you know, like most of the time I didn't buy it, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Even like, cause I, since I was just throwing beard guys into the river, <laughs> try and poison their supply um i actually made a fair amount of money and if i had realized about the shooty forward shooty downy at the same time ship i definitely would have gone for that one but i was with the information i had i was aiming for the most expensive ship and when i realized i was almost out of lives i was like well i'll get the second to most expensive ship which ship plane which which uh (laughs) it doesn't seem like i don't know what was different about that one (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know either, to be entirely honest, because that so, you know, I didn't even bother with the second or third ship because you don't. Why would you? You yeah, just why, don't, yeah, you, you don't want that. Yeah. You don't want that. Like they're they're like they're cheap. You know, like it smells weird. You knew <laughs> the last pilot who had it, and 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 he had poor hygiene. You know, yeah. and you remember him joking about how long he went between oil changes. You're like, I don't, I don't want this plane. Yeah, exactly. He, 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 <laughs> he uh he 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 you, you knew the the amount of beans they used to eat and like it's a cockpit and, like there's not a lot of space you know so it just kind of like it sinks in <laughs> anywho so yeah you don't want those ships um so my first playthrough like i said i got the second to last one which you got which i was just kind of like what why why do i why do i even want this like i don't this wasn't like, I, like like it's like jim's like running away with my briefcase full of money and like a couple of hundreds are like flying out of he's like bye yes i'm, I'm picturing like lupin the third <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so uh the the one that shoots forward and down at the same time indispensable like i got that one i was like this is amazing and then i got to the point where i could buy the ultimate ship and uh yeah man you're missing out it's uh (laughs) it's pretty pimp (laughs) so not only does it have like the ability to get like the biggest gun power up so that way your gun is like half of the screen which is pretty pretty tight um all of the weapons that you your loadouts they all double in price but you get twice as many of them. That, okay. 
so, so no volume discount, but you yeah. get more. So, but that's super sweet because um, did you ever use the Phoenix rockets? <sighs> Which one was that? What does it do? The, they're just they're just homing rockets. Oh yeah, those are cool. Yeah, man. Having, those are, having those more are... of those would be more cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the amount of those that I had. I wish I had had more. Yeah, because like I got the super plane or whatever, and I was like going through the level. And I was like, gotta be super super careful with using these Phoenix rockets. And then like I got to the boss, and I still had you know, like you start with twenty instead of ten, and so I still had like eight left. I'm like, I'm gonna be way more liberal with using these, you know. And uh, and that made a huge difference. And also the the cluster, the thing that like fired a giant clearing blast around you. Yeah, I like that one. That was a cool yeah. power up. Yeah. So like, and I did like all of the power ups. I thought that they were all fairly unique, you know, and like fun and interesting. Um, and and definitely all had their own mechanical things. But there were definitely some where you're like, yeah, this is you want you want this and. Uh, the Phoenix rockets were definitely one of them. Having twice as many of them was pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm just saying that uh, that's the best ship in the game. And since you were poor, you could not afford it. And you have no frame of reference for how awesome it was. And <laughs> it's just better in every way. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So, so let me ask you about a thing I actually experienced and can relate to. <laughs> um, I was... Uh, I was impressed, although frustrated by it, but I was impressed with their, uh, the designer's willingness to have different styles of levels. Mm. So the, there's the generic, like, you know, fly toward the right enemies come in from all different directions kind of level. But then there's a few levels like the desert and the forest that have like crap on the bottom. Like there's stone structures or there's trees and like you can blow some stuff up and other stuff you can't. So like, you kind of have to be more aware of the level in those levels because the level itself can potentially kill you. And like in the tree level that there's like tanks hiding in the trees. And then there's the water level, which is essentially the opposite. Like Mm. the level itself can do nothing to you. And it's just totally only the other enemies you have to concern yourself with, which they then flip on its head with like the submarine boss, because yeah. it like uh, launches out of the water in a way that must be horrible for the people on board that submarine. <laughs> but, you, but mean, then, you, you mean the, 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 the red puddles in the back <laughs> of the submarine? Yeah, I mean, think about the amount of acceleration powering that sub up through the water for it to pop out like that. Those things must be absurdly heavy anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but then there's the... Uh, there's the a couple levels where you're fighting like specifically other uh squadrons so you're way up in the clouds and it's really subtle but in those levels if you go up or down the screen actually pans a little yeah. so there's more area for you to move around in which creates more of like a dog fight in the sky kind of feel like and and then there's the the convoy level where you, they are not moving and you just you fly over them and then you like turn around and you fly back. And I, I was kind of, I, I don't, I feel a little generous using the word delighted, but I was, <laughs> I was like a little bit delighted that there's some like variation in the kinds of levels. And it's not just literally fly toward the right. And eventually there's going to be more enemies and they're going to be harder to shoot them all. Like there's actually some interesting stuff going on. So, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I I love the differences in kind of levels. Um, I think it's interesting how like, you know, like this is 
neither of our types of games, but I'm the one with like the nostalgic goggles. And you're like, oh no, this is pretty good. I'm like, no, like here's what was terrible about it. <laughs> um, so, so no, I, I absolutely agree that there was a lot of difference in kind. And because the levels were very short, you know, like you didn't feel like it was like a slog going through it. That being said, I don't like that you don't get the description of the level until after you've selected the level, mm. because that land mind me, like there was literally one point where I was just kind of like, okay, okay, so I've got this ship that attacks the ground, and I know one of these is a ground level, and one of these is an air, is like a more air level. I was like, which one, which one was it? <laughs> which, which one was it? It was, okay, it was, it was this one, it was this one wrong <laughs> i was like well i'm in it now yeah it was you know? never gonna be this one <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most bizarre game of three card monty but like, yeah so so i thought that that it would be nice there i think and i think maybe that's kind of a, a, a theme for this entire game which is their tell their conveyance of a lot of things is poor you know so like they definitely focused on you know, like making the level and you know making cool power ups and you know those those kinds of mechanics. But the um, the the way they then conveyed a lot of those mechanics could have used a lot of work. You know, like we said, like telling you what the ships, what makes each of these ships different or special, or what each of the power ups do before you buy them. You know, um, or what level you're about to kind of like shoulder into before you select it. You know, just stuff like that yeah which, which is i mean all those little things independently are not that horrible and then you put them all together and you're like <sighs> yeah right because yeah, the, not- the mechanics of the game i think are actually very well balanced but then you start to you know cut little weird slices out of that pie and you started with this great experience and now you're left with this like misshapen inedible mass and it's like uh eh. and I'm, i mean for someone who's much better at uh bullet hell games they would probably not notice those paper cuts or be as annoyed by them because they might go into that level and be like oh i chose the wrong gun for this level whatever shoot 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 everything's <laughs> fine but <laughs> for me like every every little setback is essentially game ending because it's like oh i didn't choose the right plane i didn't choose the right special weapon i don't i don't have it powered up enough or whatever and it's like so i'm going to die yeah so that's that's it yeah no um i definitely definitely agree that that for us the so there's a a, this is tangential but there's a concept (laughs) in uh in like in management called you know and I, i may have talked about it on another podcast but like basically where um you know you want so like if you're if you're on a river right and you're in a boat right and there's like rocks along the bottom and you've got a very very high water level right then you don't notice the rocks right you know you just it's it's all smooth sailing right it's all smooth sailing from here um but then if you lower the water level you start to see the rocks and the idea in management is like that well you want the water level low because the water level represents like inventory you know so it's like you want the water level low because you want to see the problems and then fix the problems not just mask the problems so i think that that analogy works here because it's like for us if in this case the water level is skill right you know and so we are much more keenly aware of places where the mechanics could have been smoother or more, you know, th- where the conveyance could have been better because we don't have the skill to mask a lot of these problems, you know? So, um, so in, in a world with no game genie and no dad, uh, how, how did this hold up for you? <laughs> 
in a world with no game genie and no dad, um, it not 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 great, not bad, <laughs> not like not, it was a little bad. Like so, the difference is is okay. So I wouldn't say it's a bad game. It's just so hard, you know. Like it's just it's it's hard and it's frustrating. <laughs> like it's just so, and that's not what I like from gaming. Like I I enjoy you know games that have like interesting fun mechanics and like all of these other kind of like interesting things and it has all of that but then it's just it's just so frustrating that i had to walk away from it being like well that wasn't fun um so without without game genie and without dad i'd say uh nah nah i would i recommend this so so the way i kind of always look at it for like do you need nostalgia goggles to play is like would i make this recommendation to another game to 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 another person (laughs) and no no not unless they were like a hardcore bullet hell fanatic and they're like oh man i love bullet hell games i'm like well you want a pretty decently tough one try un squadron but the thing is that if they're a bullet hell fanatic they're probably already familiar with it so no how about you did it it seemed like you just really enjoyed it you know that you really embraced the experience and and you know just it was it was all sunshine rainbows and kittens yeah, um, that's a good summary. The way I would probably put it is that okay. uh, in the absence of nostalgia goggles, this was just a lot of me um, swearing and complaining and <laughs> and then trying to remind myself, like, well, I'm not good at bullet hell games, and that's why I'm having such a hard time. And then the, the other part of my brain being like, and here you are playing it like fucking asshole. Curtain falls. The music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile 